This episode of Blitzed is brought to you by Rip Curl's new surf flick, The Kangs, made by the same crew who brought you postcards from morgues and free scrubber. Yeah, that's right. Nick Pollett and Vaughn Deadly. It's out now, and if you haven't seen it, what are you doing with yourself? Just jump on any streaming device and cop the latest instalment from The Search. Featuring Mick, he's that fucking good fanny, Mace Ho, and as you've never seen him before, three-time world champ, Gabby Medina. The boys are off on a hardcore down under adventure, and uh, you will be sitting right alongside them, a fly on the wall, as they find Cone, Cone, and more Cone. The Kangs, it's out now. Go scope it. Competition surfing. Rashes. Oh, yeah. Baby, I can't get Nerdism. Yes, welcome to Blitzed Pure Tour Nerdism. It's the Trestles Final Five preview. Oh, born. So pumped. Pretty psyched. We've got a mental panel here. Three former world number ones, one world champion. How good. Oh, mate, I'm ready to go. And uh, let's just dive straight into it because uh, there's so much to talk about. Grand final day, mate. Surfing's grand final day, Smithy. I'm so pumped. I'm so ready for it. Let's introduce this esteemed panel, though. Uh, the 1993 world champion, winner of 20 CT events. Kidding me? No, nope, uh, Hall of Famer and winner of the QS in 2002. That never gets mentioned. Wow. 2002. Pauline, you won the QS in 2002. That, that's wild. That's that nine wild. years after you won a world title. In your well, career twilight. Well, yeah, that one does kind of... Mr. Nerds yeah, you're up, Well, you're up against all Not the crew either. who... Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, um, statue in the works at Bondi. That's coming. It's coming along. But also, Smivy, um, probably the most... Well, what, what do you call it? Overqualified school bus driver in the history of the New South Wales public transport system, don't you reckon? Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I understand she's cleared the back seat of all the bad, cool kids and just stashed her trophies there. Mm. Yeah, that's it. punks to scram. I'm a world champ, you bums. <laughs> Last time I saw you, uh, Pauline, was at a doof at Billy Nudgel. You and uh, your partner Sam were there, and you told me a really good yarn about your years as a school bus driver blending with your uh, years in the rave scene. You want to share that with us? <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's really a pity because on tour you can be naughty and get away with it. And, um, you know, just me being naughty as I normally am. I was at the Billy Nudgel and it was getting a bit hot, so I just decided to rip my top off. And um, As you do. Yeah, yeah, as you do. Fair enough. And uh, this little kid I could hear in the background going, that's my school bus driver. <laughs> 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 I'm like, shit, I better put my top back on. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And when we say little kid, it was a doof. So, you know, yeah. a kid in year 12 or, you know, probably even left school by then. But uh, that was I, I was lucky he became a model, so he's probably used to that kind of thing. Oh, there you go. No worries. But um, thanks so much for joining us, Pauline. Can't wait to uh, get your insights. Uh, our second panel member... Uh, a guy spent nine years on tour, three CT victories at Snapper, Bells and Cloud Break. Twice number one in the world with that, uh, that gold jersey, mate. Feels good. They say it's a weighty number, Smivy, but he wore it well. 
finished fifth in the world twice in 2016 and 2017, which means in this current format, he mm. would have surfed for the world title twice, which is... Uh, Ripped off. Yeah. yeah. I reckon you would have done well there. A couple of backside hangers on the rights. You're kidding me? Well, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to walk you through who the top five would have been for those uh, surf-offs if they would have happened, Willie. You would have, uh, in 2016, had John Florence as the top seed, Geordie Smith, number two, Gabby in third, and Chloe in fourth. How do you reckon you would have gone against that field? Pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a pretty stacked field. Um, yeah. I don't know. Would have done some back-end Rios and see how it went. See, mate, just ditch those <laughs> fins and fucking send it! Um, and then in 2017, you would have had JJF again. Uh, Gabe in second that year. Your old pal, Jules. Joycey Wilson was in third. And Geordie Smith again. What about that year? You reckon you would have... Uh, look, in all seriousness, like, if you had been in that format, your backhand and air game is pretty solidly suited to a wave like Trestles. Could have done some damage, mate. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll never know. No one will ever know. No. Well, it's good to <laughs> hypothesize anyway. Yeah, you've got to hypothesize. All right. And uh, another guy, <laughs> another guy who actually didn't have to dream about it. He got there was um, the 2021 world number five. Uh, just absolutely barnstormed his way onto the tour. Uh, set the world on fire. Became a bit of a cult hero. Destroyed. John John Florence in uh, consecutive events, one at Newey, one at Narrabeen, and finished that year. Oh, got a final at Rotto against uh, Gabe Medina. Got to uh, taste what it's like in the Rippy Was finals as well. Morgs, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks good to for see having you. us. Yeah, good to be here. Mad little uh, setup we're running here. So, yeah, frothing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, how does it make you feel, mate, watching uh, this day play out? You know, haven't been there. And, uh, you know, I know that you're, uh, what, number eight on the Changer Series ratings at the moment. Two events to go. You must be chomping at the bit to get another bite at this day. Oh, get him back. Get him back. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty keen. Uh, I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm pretty keen to watch this year. Last year, I don't know, I was a bit, like, deflated. And I was like, fuck. Fuck this! Yes, I don't want really. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. really want to watch it, and the waves kind of sucked as well. So, like, I didn't want to watch it. But I'm kind of hoping this year's cooking, and I know I really want one of the young fellas to take it out, and um, and one of the younger women to take it out. It'd be cool to see a kind of new world champ, and um, hopefully the waves are cooking, and let's go to the Aussies. Yeah, mate. Oh. Fucking oath up the Aussies. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny. You reckon Steph Gilmore's gonna watch? WSL finals, do you reckon? She yeah. might be there. Oh, she reckon? might be getting the wild card. Nah, I reckon she'll be doing anything but. Her and Seinfeld Gash. reruns, fucking MASH reruns. <laughs> Her and Trap Gabby John. just sitting on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Fully. All right, Smithy, what do you reckon? All right, Vaughn, we're going to get into some power rankings, top five men's and women's strengths, weaknesses, predictions. We'll start with the women. Number five. Ladies first, Katie Simmons at number five. The prodigy makes the final five in her rookie year and really deserved to be there, I thought, Vaughan. Mm -hmm. uh, a consistent performer who laid down some of the most electric surfing on tour this year. She's got to come from deep. It's a huge ask, particularly on a fitness level, having the stamina to surf seven heats in a day, potentially. Uh, that's a lot for a 17-year-old. Mm. You hope she's eating her wheat bix and hitting the sand hills. Yeah. Thoughts? On Katie before we throw it to the panel. Yep, completely agree. Electrifying surfing brought something completely new to uh, a lot of different comps. And every time I thought 
when is she going to falter? Like, J-Bay was maybe the only time she looked a bit iffy, but the rest of the time she had this amazing approach. She looked great. She gets compared to Reynolds a lot in attitude and uh, all that sort of thing, which, you know, the last time Reynolds surfed a final at Trestles, I don't know if you remember, but he was hooked up to drips and oxygen tents and he couldn't, he couldn't get through to the end against the uh, cyborg fanning. So uh, hopefully she's not cut from the exact same mould. She's probably not punching. Six beers every yeah, hour. She's drinking six less beers yeah, a night. So. But um, she's just been outstanding. And, yeah, I think uh, it's a little bit terrifying. You know, uh, she's one of the quiet ones. And um, the quiet ones, as you know, Smivy, you don't mess with the quiet ones in the pub, mate. You'll go home with uh, a few teeth missing and a couple of black eyes and they're just sitting where they were sitting when you first got there. And, uh, yeah, I think she's got a, a real – a lot of weapons for a wave like Trestles. So – I'm expecting something pretty wild to go down with Katie Simmons. But, you know, she's got Molly as well, who uh, is equally tenacious. Pauline, Katie Simmons, uh, what's your read on her? Um, I think she's been surfing absolutely amazing. And she's going to be either one way or the other. She'll either be ready just to show off and go hard, or she's going to be nervous and make some vital mistakes. Um, I think she really needs to go surf there a lot and know the wave, know exactly where she should be sitting because I think that the, the times that she has lost, it's been lack of wave choice, but her surfing definitely hasn't let her down. She's drawing unbelievable lines that the other girls aren't, just new moves like skateboard moves, and mm. um, she's really exciting to watch, and I think the matchup with her and Molly is just going to be absolutely sick. Oh, Mouth-watering matchup, mate. Two, two of the, you know, the... The front edge of this progression progression push that's coming through in women's surfing, those two women are at the, at the very top of it for different reasons too, I reckon, Smithy. You know, Molly, you just think of just psycho rail. Katie, you think of a bit more flair, I guess a bit more blowtail. What do you reckon, Willie? Um, yeah, she's she's impressed me every, every time I've seen her this year. It's like I've thought that she was going to have some flaws and I really haven't seen any. So I think... Um, I think she's probably the most exciting of the girls as far as the as far as air game and trickiness and and that aspect. And then I think yeah, what comes with that is the risk of trying airs every wave and falling off. Um, so I guess yeah, she'll if she can if she can get it together and do some tricky shit and stick it all, then I reckon yeah, the other girls will be will have to be worried. Morgs, Katie Simmers, you had much to do with uh, any insights into her um, mental game, her, her surfing? Um, yeah, I, I kind of like hung with her a little bit uh, at Tahiti on this uh, Red Bull um, setup we were running. And uh, yeah, she's pretty cool, pretty down to earth. And um, I don't know, I feel like deep down, like she really, really like cares and wants to just smoke everyone and leave them in the dust. So I don't know, she's a cool, cool girl. And um, yeah, I know. I just love how much variety she has. She's always trying something new. Like at the way pool, she did that shove it at the end, which I've probably never seen that in women surfing before. And so I don't know. She's bringing kind of like that new game, and I feel like if she brings that to trestles, which I'm sure she will, and it's pretty fun. She lives just down the road. Um, I know she's probably going to be the one to beat, in my opinion, bringing that similar to similar style to Steph and drawing real beautiful lines and I don't know that's the kind of stuff and I'd want to watch anyway. 
Just a look at her run in Vaughan. Absolute fire in the back half of the year. A third at the Goat Pool. First in Brazil. Runner up in her last start in Tahiti along with a couple of ninths. So bringing plenty of form mm. into this uh, previous final five form. Hasn't been there, obviously. Uh, but she spent plenty of time at this wave as a junior coming up in California. Yeah. So she's going to be a real threat to take this thing out. For sure. And uh, just how she handles that crowd support is going to be gnarly because uh, her and Griffin... Man, I just uh, I can't even imagine. I mean, how did you go? You guys go uh, like we saw it at Surfest Morgs. No local could win the comp for years because the local pressure and expectation to get it done just it just turned all the the Steel City crew into uh, they well melted. You know they just couldn't get get the job done until uh, Jack O'Baker took it out. So. Yeah, what do you reckon, you guys? Like, is hometown advantage something that can work for you? Or is a young, you know, up-and-coming superstar like Katie going to start to feel the pressure of expectation? Yeah, I think it depends on how you handle pressure. Um, you can take it as in, oh, shit, like everybody's here watching me, I'm nervous. Or you can just go, oh, yeah, all my mates are here, I'm so ready to show off. Mm. And um, I think that's an important thing to remember is just go out there and show off. Don't think about who's there and who you're against. Just want to show the crowd what you can do. Did you ever win that one star at uh, Copa Gabbana, Willie? Will or just too much pressure, mate? Too much pressure. <laughs> all, all three of the, um, the old drunks were on the beach and I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. All right, well, uh, who's up next? Smivy. Number four. Molly Picklum. Yes, the, the pickle. pickle. The, the Shelly Beach Super Grimes. Crit Merchant par excellence. Really carrying the flag for the new school along with Katie. That mm. explosive, radical approach. Runs that kind of wider stance that characterises that modern brand of mm -hmm. aerial surfing. Uh, yeah, run in. Look, consistent but not setting the world on fire in the back half of the year. All fifths and one runner-up at J-Bay in her last five starts. Interestingly, she's been knocked by Katie Simmers in three of her last five events. So the Cali Grom definitely has the wood on Molly heading into this one. Mm. And we saw her get the wood on Molly in that Changa series at Snapper where we had the swelling army just fired right up to Smivy. But, um, yeah, the, the, the thing about fifths on the women's tour is that's making one heat. Uh, that Molly sort of brought that up the other day when we were speaking to her. And, and that gets to you. Like, no doubt. Like, a run of, like, first-round knockouts is, is a pretty hard thing. But, you know, to her credit, she bounced back at J-Bay. And um, I think that that's desperately what she needed to, to start coming into this thing, feeling like she was on the come-up. Uh, exciting surfer. So staunchy. So determined. And I feel uh, one of the big things about Katie and Molly, Molly in particular, though, is they just fear no one. Like, they don't look up the tree and go, like, oh, I've got Steph, I've got Carissa. They're just like, let me at you. If anything, I think they're really feisty when they get the top ones because they're just like, oh, we just want to bring them down. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember Steph actually saying, you know, when she first met Molly, she was just like, who is this uppity, like, way too cocky chick? And it kind of like, it got uh, under her skin a bit, you know, right, right when they very first met. It was on like a, a shoot in Hawaii or something like that. But what do you make of Molly, mate? She's uh, from your neck of the woods and uh, must be pretty good. She was saying that she feels like that area is just hanging for a world champ. Yeah, definitely. There's been, yeah, so many good surfers come from that area, but, yeah, not any world champs. So um, I think I think she's just so polished. Her um, She's got that new school flair like Katie, 
but then yeah just has a little bit more like just feels a bit more mature i think you know surfing so i th- i reckon that that first heat um is going to be dangerous they're going to go out all guns blazing and like whoever comes out of that heat will be so confident so yeah i really i really hope Mo- molly wins <laughs> i'd love to see her win the world title for yeah. sure and uh You've spent a lot of time with Molly Morgs. Give us a bit of an insight into her character because, uh, yeah, she can layer up and have a bit of fun, but she is so serious. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like she's, like, kind of your classic grom from, like, home, just, like, a bit of a little shit, but... <laughs> uh, no, she's... Yeah, yeah she's... Um, I don't know. She's real serious when it comes down to it, and um, I don't know. I feel like she has so much passion for the sport and really wants to do well, and kind of puts in so much time and effort into being better. Like uh, when we're standing at the Ripco house, she's like chaining every day and stuff and like, making me feel like a huge slob. And <laughs> <laughs> But no, she's like, yeah. yeah, she's cool, super cool. And um, yeah, I feel like her advantage is just going to be like a big rail surf. And um, yeah, I don't know. If, I feel like if, it, if it's a bit bigger and a bit raw out there, she's going to be really kind of gnarly to watch because uh, as we saw at Margie's that that one turn she did like one of the biggest turns mm. probably ever done um and so yeah i don't know i feel like if it's raw or just a bit junky she's going to be super hard to beat yeah in terms of weaknesses uh obviously yeah she's lost three out of the last five uh to katie any thoughts on on why that might be no <laughs> perfect that's what we've got the experts in here for <laughs> Maybe just after losing that the first time, she's just lost a bit of confidence, so she just needs to build herself back up again mm. and uh, not look at the past, just surf that heat. Yeah, I think I think uh, having spoken to... You've spoken to uh, Jack Robbo, which we can talk about in a second. I've, I've spoke to Carissa earlier, and, mate, the, the common thread with these surfers is like, don't be results-driven. Don't look at your opposition. Just focus on your game. This is this is the kind of narrative coming out of the best surfers in the world at the moment, especially going into this top five. So yeah. I think maybe the weakness for Molly is like keeping an eye on the opposition rather than herself and just, just making sure she's focused. She did say in that interview the other day that that's what she's looking at. She's yeah. like, I'm only surfing against myself out there. So that's a pretty healthy mindset to have, I reckon. I feel like it could be like now a good thing kind of as well. Like maybe... Yeah, she's definitely not underestimating Katie. She's going out mm. there to smoke her, whereas Katie might be going, I got this, I got her last three times. And that's, I feel like that's in a disadvantage, kind of like if you're going in there thinking like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get yeah. this one. And then Molly's coming out here just going, you're mine. I'm Who was your hoodoo surfers, just you three? Who were the, the, the surfer where you'd paddle out in the heat and maybe you had the, the next heat in your mind or whatever? Did you ever have anyone that you were just like, I cannot get past this? Fucking person! Yeah, probably Lisa. Oh, really? Yeah. How come? Because you're so bloody good. (laughs) (laughs) Should have been a lot of people's hoodoo surfers having, what was it, four Four world titles titles in a row, yeah, back to back. Willie, got uh, an arch nemesis that you just couldn't (laughs) get the wood on? Not an arch nemesis, but I had a weird thing with, like, Hater Alves. Oh, dude, I had a weird thing with Hater Alves. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Hater, if you're watching. No, he just, I just Great name. Hate again, man. Like out, like cloudy. I like had a heat. Started with an eight five or something. Then he just got a nine five behind me, and like 
just every time I was just like got smoked by him. I'd have good heats and he'd still just smoke me. I'm like, fuck. That's mm. what I mean. It's not yeah. always the... Gracious the, in winning or uh, what, what was he like uh, <laughs> outside of the heat? He was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Morgie? Um, I, I can't remember really too many people, but obvious ones, Gabby smoked me like every single time in that 2021 year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know, I feel like it kind of made me realise what it's like to be on tour. Like, Gabby just floating in the sky and I'm just going, fuck, yeah, he deserves to win this. Mm. So, yeah, get rid of that narrative, mate. He deserves to be punished <laughs> by the, uh, the Yamba slash Newcastle. Mm. Nugget. Oh, Kenny Oath, Get in there, mate. Give it to me more. Fair up, you Gabby. Fair up, you. Number three. Number three, Caroline Marks. Marks. Under the tutelage of former world title runner-up and goofy foot Luke Egan. Uh, he was a tour peer of yours, Pauline, back in the day. Uh, her run-in, well, she's actually the informed surfer in the final five. Last start, winner at Chopes to go over fifth at J-Bay, a third in Rio, a win in El Salvador, and a runner-up at the Goat Pool. So that's two wins, a runner-up, and a semi in her last five starts. Mm. Marksy, brah. On one. Uh, with her back to the wall and some trestles, rights. Watch out, Vaughan rinsed corn deadly. Mm. She's going to be going upside down. And going to be a real force to contend with. The only goof in the, out of the whole 10 surfers in this event. And that point of difference, I don't reckon, is going to be... I, I think it'll stand out. I think watching her just fully load up off the bottom like she does better than anyone and just crack that lip will make her surfing... You know, it'll, it'll give it a massive exclamation mark uh, in the eyes of the judges. Uh, I reckon, yeah, her power game could be uh, the real weapon in this one. And uh, speaking with her as well... Uh, she seems so cool. She just seems so calm, man, and uh, calm before the storm. What do you think of Caroline? Uh, Marxy. Marxy Brown. <laughs> oh, I think she's been surfing absolutely amazing the last few events. And like even in El Salvador when it was not, not that big of waves, pretty bumpy and everything, she was just whacking the shit out of the waves. And um, you know, when Trestles gets that nice long wall, look out. Like she's been surfing so powerful and fast and... She's really informed, and you, I feel like just the last few events, she's got so much more hunger. She's oozing confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon. Um, if Here we it's go. Like goof on goof. Let's see where this goes. I reckon backhand snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would your strategy be if you were uh, Marty? Yeah, probably take off backhand snap, backhand snap, <laughs> backhand snap. Um, no, nah, I reckon trestles is. If the swell's not clean, it's really tricky on your backhand. Mm. It sometimes like gets a little disconnect, and then on, the guys on their front side can get those speed floaters, and then it goes fat, and you do a carve, and backhand you don't get any points for doing cutties. So I think if it's um, if it's like perfect connected trestles, she's going to be really hard to beat. And if it's that yeah that weird disconnected swell, then I reckon it might be tricky for her. But yeah, I make, always love seeing a good backside snap. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Louis was saying that um, you know he's been trying to push Caroline into into surfing harder. She uh, never falls off, like in free surfs or in heats. It's so rare to see her blow. Uh, I could teach know. her how to do that. Yeah, Ooh, hey. <laughs> there are plenty of coaches oh, in this panel too. Uh, yeah, but I. Uh, what do you reckon, Morgs? Like, um, you, you get to this finals day, how hard is it to just send it and, like, really properly back yourself and, and hit it as hard as you can? Because, 
the, that fine line between having complete confidence and overcooking it. It's a, it's a tally-ho, mate. Yeah, well, I it's know. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like, Trestles is a pretty slow wave as well, so you don't get too many opportunities and you kind of want to capitalise on them. So, I know, you don't, you don't want to push too hard and I feel like with herself and uh, she's probably going to get the job done, like, with, like, three backside snaps, stick to a Wilco's program. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I think, I, I feel like if... Um, it's a bit junky and whatnot. She could do well as, as well if it's a bit of a weird swell because um, if it's a left, I, I know no offence to any of the chicks on tour, but a lot of the backhands getting around on there aren't like that crazy and um, Caroline's front side's pretty next level as well. So I feel like that could be a huge advantage for her and um, also, yeah, I don't, she she's looking so sharp and all the rights that there's been on tour this year, especially at J Bay, she got that what nine point mm. something, whatever. They don't drop tens these days. They don't want to give away too many eskies. Nah, nah. <laughs> there's a finite resource on those uh, Yetis, mate. <laughs> yeah, so I know. I feel like she's gonna be. Um, I don't know. I feel like she's kind of. She's not really a dark horse, but she's like my pick for maybe the most likely to cause an upset. Mm. Yeah, and uh, the front side, man, is uh, well worth noting because uh, the, the odd left there, if she connects with it well, if the back, back side isn't there, like, she's explosive uh, out of the lip and she can throw, like, a big tail blow reverse, uh, you know, something like a little bit different on the front side. So worth pointing that out for sure. Yeah, especially, I don't know, the waves could be like, dog shit again for, mm. like, the 15th event in a row like, for the WSL. How good would that be? <laughs> would that be? Just a dog shit event if I can crown the world champs. Yeah, yeah. Huzzah! <laughs> yeah, that, then they might put the final somewhere else. Yeah, there's that for next time. <laughs> that would be cool. Mm. I think they like it like that. Number two. All right, Smithy, let's talk about this one. Number two, Tyler Wright, the Kalbara slash bash and crash ball queen. <laughs> She's going to be fired up for this. You know, she'll be training the house down. Uh, head high, horseshoe, long period rights, mm. you know, lots of energy in her front side has been electric, honed up here at Snapper, where she's living at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, her fitness and physique. Oh, Newcastle, she's moved down to Newy, I think, now. But she's, yeah, yeah honed up here for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just I found her fitness and physique particularly impressive this year. Just seems to be adding a lot of energy, accuracy. A little accuracy and savagery mm. uh, to her surfing and her rail turns. Yeah, just been loving what Tyler's been throwing up this year. Yeah, and I think she's done it uh, in typical Tyler style, really, like, you know, in her own way. Uh, you know, her post lead interviews this year have been fucking, you know, quixotic, oh, get, quizzical, yeah. mind melting. Well, yeah, I mean, nauseating, she's, she's, stomach churning <laughs> at times. <laughs> I know, but that's Tyler. Like, she's at her best when she's surfing. Like, I always get the sense that she's surfing for something bigger than herself. Like, these days especially. Like, she has, you know, passions and fucking things that she wants to say. She wants to use her platform. And it's kind of weird because on one hand, she's doing that. But on the other hand, we're not getting an actual insight into how her year's going or what she's planning to do. She's sort of always um, soapboxing. And it's actually set her up for this run of the world title where she is exactly where she wants to be. She's just been fierce, consistent, and I still don't reckon we've seen her best. Mm. Like, I don't feel like we've seen her best at all this year. Like, she's won events. I think she won her back-to-back bells this year and wasn't, like, a particularly memorable event or anything. 
but like so well poised to, you know, deal with whatever comes from beneath her in the draw. But all eyes on Carissa too, because after last year's, what do you call it, Smithy? Um, a little bit of a, a fritz, a spitz. A nightmare, nightmare on mm. the cobblestones. Uh, you know, she'll sense that there is, um, I was going to say blood in the water, but what I might say Ooh. is uh, well she'll sense that there is like a little divot in Carissa's whole, you know, confident game that she could possibly expose and really punish. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I reckon Tyler's primed. Pauline? I know you know Tyler well. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think she's um, like the inner animal is definitely out and she's you can tell she just wants to win a world title. She's got that hunger. She's um, absolutely ripping every wave she catches and um, she's putting in the time. Like she's training all the time mm. and she doesn't really do too much media stuff or tries to stay away from that and just n- nonstop just working hard or mm. well, only what she has to do anyway. <laughs> But she's just such a, um, yeah, I find it, like, some people I feel like they don't know, if they focus on other areas of their lives and they're trying to put all the pieces together, it can kind of dismantle things like a world title campaign. Because you heard Mick saying the first world title he ever won, he basically isolated everyone and just went into the full cyborg mode. And then by the time he got older, he was winning with different methods and different strategies and, and being more present. Um, Tyler, on the other hand, seems to be able to take all this stuff on, things that really mean stuff to her and use them as motivation. And so I feel like, yeah, that's just, it's sort of all working to a place where she knows who she is, like, on a really deep level. And she's using all these things that she really cares about to fuel her performance. Mm, mm. You reckon she's in uh, Kingy's corner? Kingy is there. You reckon he'll be... Marshalling a bit of that Cronulla grit, you know, just kind of feeding a little fake falsities mm. that her competitors have been, you know, talking shit about at each other. Marks, you yeah. reckons you're weak. She you're a weak gutted dog. Oh, hey. Mate. hey, 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 hey. Hope you get the lot, you dog. That's what I'm hearing, mate, on the grapevine. Mate, obviously, so I'd love to know what the dialogue is between those two. We'll, we'll give Kingy a call. I don't know when this will come out. It might be before or after a Kingy chat. But if we can't get Tyler, we'll get King and we'll, we'll dig a bit of dirt mm. up, Smithy. Mm. What do you reckon, mate? You've been mates with Tyler since he was born, basically. Uh, um, what yeah. are your insights? Oh, you, you, you were, in fact, in there helping deliver Tyler. Yeah. Is that correct? I was uh, <laughs> sitting next to Owen. We were holding hands. And <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Um, no, nah, I think this year she's, like, developed almost like a scary presence. She's just, like, gets to gets to the beach and is just, like, supremely, like, confident and has like an aggro about her that's just like, mm. yeah. I, I, if I was paddling out in a heat with Tyler, I'd be fucking shitting myself. Mm. <laughs> um, she's just, yeah. I think this year she's she's really kind of like you were saying, found herself and just knows what she wants and um, and how she's going to get it. So yeah, I reckon my money is on Tyler this year. Mm. Well. That's no, actually my actual that's, money. You, you are the first person I have heard of since all of this, uh, basically since the Rippy Was finals banter and chatter began to back an Aussie. Well played, Wilco. Well played. Get up in behind. Come on, Australia. Oh, didn't anyone watch the World Cup? 
Like we were all joined. We are all together in one. We all believed. And now it's, what's happened, Smithy? Yeah, I don't know. It's a disgrace. It's it a is a disgrace. disgrace. You need to have a good look at yourself. You're a disgrace. Uh, Morgie, you spent time with Tyler as well. Uh, she has this kind of like friendly, bubbly, playful side, but you would have seen that uh, the, the skin roll over the eyes and the, and the animal <laughs> sort of, you know, present itself as well. Animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a funny call what you said before, but... Um, no, yeah, Tyler's, yeah, she's a legend. Um, I don't know. Yeah, she's so tenacious, I guess, like such a competitor. And I feel like she's just moved into like a different realm of just not giving a shit what anybody thinks, which is like, scary to think of. Like, I know you hear in the post-aid interviews, like she just doesn't give a shit. So I don't know it's, it's going to be, I don't know, sick to watch. She's going to be, I feel like the most kind of, I reckon she's going to be the most confident going in there. Um and she's been in like the world title race before so many times so she's got the experience and she's surfing well and the judges are really liking her variety so and her surfing all together which i kind of saw all year and uh yeah i feel like she's gonna be gnarly i don't know Mm. yeah and talk to us about the the long arc of Tyler's career i mean it's been a rocky road to get to this point there's been health issues uh you know yeah far out she's been dogged by patchy form, health issues, you know, where's she at now and how have you guys seen her transform over the past few years? I think she's come back 100%, like after going through some, so much ill health and then, um, you know, people putting her down for having opinions and she's just come back punching big time and um, even just watching her paddle when I see her online, I get scared of like far out, she's just going to take someone out on the way out. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I think she had like she had that purple patch um, in like around 2016 um, and was just like absolutely ripping. And then yeah, she had health problems and whatever. And it looked like the last few years she was kind of just gonna fade away. And she's done anything but that. She's um, yeah, come back this year and just looks so so hungry for it, which is cool. Yeah, I I know. I feel like she's in a real good headspace at the moment. She's uh, got a awesome partner, Lily, and um, I feel like moving to New Newy like pretty therapeutic place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know the uh, Steel City was on the oh. vanguard of trauma release and uh, no, you've seen pain it. management. You, we've we've talked about it a lot, mate. The uh, the the self health is is evident in the fashion that t- walks from Newcastle down to Main Beach every single day. Oh, that's right. The uh, the the Kemmeltoe Superhighway, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> hey, you have to say I have to say though about Newcastle, I've never been anywhere on the tour that has such an amazing small community feel about it in a big community where they mm. really do back each other and help each other out. Newcastle is definitely the place. And is uh, is it Newcastle in behind Tyler? Like I mean, I know they would be as Aussies. Fairly true yeah. blue, hard-working, decent Australians. Very as, decent. Uh, as uh, Roy and HG say. But, um, yeah, like, now that she's down there, is she considered, you know, a Novocastrian? Um, I don't know. I guess it's in her blood now. She's uh, well, hang, hanging with um, Lil. Julian, um, the other local, long-time <laughs> yeah, local. Yeah, well, both of them, I guess. No, I don't know. I haven't really been there enough to, like, kind of um, – like just know what's going on but i'd assume so like they're back in the aussies 100 percent down yeah. there and uh, i don't know i feel like the good thing about 
like her being down there is like nobody really gives a shit who you are. They just look at you as a human being and mm. like so she just every time she goes to the beach or whatever, she's just going for a surf with a couple other lads and having a hell time. So yeah, I don't know, it's a pretty down to earth zone. It gives you a lot of perspective, doesn't it? A, a blue collar battler town like Newcastle. Now, oh, you, you think you're doing it tough, Tyler? Have a look at Bob. He had his face melted off in an <laughs> aluminium smelter. You know, <laughs> Julian lost his hair in a coal furnace. Like, you think you got problems? Have a look around. Yeah, I think um, she'll be chomping at the bit to uh, have a crack at this format too, the Rippy Was finals, because uh, as we know, there's three women who have like the last 13, 14, 15 world titles between them. And a lot of the time they don't surf against each other to get that win. So the opportunity for Tyler to step in the ring and actually like properly try and choke people out for the, for the world title face-to-face, mano a mano, woman on woman, it's going to be like something that I think she'll thrive on. Mm, yeah, it's remarkable to note the the world tour event winning pedigree amongst those top two versus mm. the rest of the field. Something like, what is it, 28 uh, CT victories between Carissa and Tyler up against uh, like 1-1, uh, one, one, Katie won, yeah. uh, Molly won. I think Caroline's won a handful. But yeah. yeah, there's some serious pedigree at the top end. A lot to get past. Uh, the run in for Tyler, really solid back half of the year. Two runner-ups, two semis in her last five results. Uh, but she's been knocked by Caroline twice and Katie once in those last five. So, mm. uh, yeah, an interesting run in. Plenty of form. Like, you know, it's a solid foundation to build off. It is. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Tyler in this one. I find it remarkable that no one has been talking about her. Everyone's kind of on the Katie train or the, the wrist train. And uh, I'm just looking at Tyler going, mate. This, you are... There it is. There's the king motivation. Your, your, your binoculars are back to front. There's, there's, not, there's only one one thing worse than getting sledged, and that's when no one's saying anything about mm, you. Yeah. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. You hear that, Tyler? Yeah. Nothing. Crickets. Nothing, mate. I give a fuck about you. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. True. Agreed. Number Number one, Carissa Moore, Arnie Riss, the matriarch, the queen, the five-time world title winner, immovable at the top. Yep. Yet again, uh, her second final five. Well, it's actually her third in succession. Yep. Uh, yeah. What will she have learned from last year's melt? Well, she told us. She said that, uh, you know, it's all about how you process it and move on from it. It's not necessarily uh, that you're going to change. It's just how you react in those scenarios. So, um, yeah, she seems very, very comfortable with um, her her years. She's been the most dominant surfer in, in women's surfing for four years. So, um, it's just it's just the nightmare. Like that's really like what what it comes down to, and it, it it's going to manifest in whoever she's up against. Winning the first re- winning the first heat and then getting a strong start in the second, that's when we're going to see just how how much last year hurt. Yeah, it, yeah. Undoubtedly, there will be moments in that three heat surf off that don't go her way. Mm. Uh, yeah. The big question for Carissa is, can she hold off the yips? And I'll be interested to know uh, from our panel. Now, have you guys experienced the yips? Uh, you know, have you experienced that fear in a pressure heat? And yeah, how do you shake that off? You know, it's really hard. You don't know until the day because sometimes just these nerves come from nowhere. 
and then you feel it deep into your legs and you get the total jelly leg and you're like, why am I nervous today and not another time? Mm. So it's all trying to keep that calm process before you heat. And I don't know, I felt like just even looking at Carissa on the beach, she just looked so nervous and was barely breathing properly, you know what I mean? And she just sort of... Just the wheels were falling off right before our eyes and um, I think she let it get to her and I have a feeling this year it's going to be very different because she's been there and done that and she knows she's got nothing to lose really because after what happened last time she might as well just go for it. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I guess that'll be the main thing is controlling those nerves. Her, her surfing has been absolutely incredible all year. I think she well and truly deserves a world title in the position she's in. But, um, yeah, as long as she can stop Tyler, because Tyler's just, she really is on fire. Mm. That's why one of the big scary things, I think, uh, in regards to what Pauline's saying there, Smithy was like, Steph's role was terrifying. Like, if you're sitting up the top of the tree and you just, it just looked like a polar bear or a grizzly bear running at you and you're just standing there with a stick, you know, going, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? And uh, I think it just got into her. And I think if she's got the one thing that she can learn is, like, don't look at the other person. Yeah. Just focus on your game and that's it. It's one of the real disadvantages of, of surfing last and only surfing once, really, mm. is that you, you have to sit there and watch a surfer, particularly if they're coming from deep, build momentum and just get up the most terrifying head of steam. Mm-hmm. And you're taking to the water fresh, haven't had your feet in the wax yet, and this chick has just surfed her way into rhythm, uh, like, you know, Let's be honest, only someone like Steph can do. Mm. So, uh, you know, we're coughing it up to Steph. It, it's it, it's not a, a, a huge defeat in that kind of form that Steph mm. was in. Um, whether, yeah, your Tylers, your Katies, your, your Mollies, your Marksy Bras can manage that kind of uh, momentum and, mm. and put that kind of fear into Carissa, I don't think so. I think she'll be a lot more composed and feel a lot more confident. Yep. Yeah, but we'll we'll know when the when her back's against the wall if that scenario starts to play out. But before we go to the panel, yeah, yeah. interesting just to to note her her run in. Uh, she got all her work done in the first half of the year with with three event wins. So that was Pipe, Margs, and the Goat Pool. And, and since then, it's been all semi-finals and a quarter. So not the ideal run in. She ha- she's not the form surfer coming into this final five showdown. Hasn't tasted an event victory since May. Although, you know, she's only got to win three heats, doesn't she? Doesn't mm. she? So, uh, yeah, she'll, she'll be backing herself against all comers. But, yeah, she's, she's got a, a bit, to, bit of work to do to, to, to get herself into a, a confident head frame and generate a bit of momentum. Mm. Willie, uh, you know what it's like to be number one and have in the field chase you. Um, Carissa, like on the back of what you saw last year and the form that she's been in this year, clearly she was able to process it and f- use it to build another entire world title campaign, which is impressive in, its, in itself. But what's the challenge now? Like, uh, you know, how does she, yeah, how do you see her role leading into this and, and what would work for her based on your experience of being chased down and absolutely humiliated by the rest of the field? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Love you, mate. No, I reckon, I think it will, it will be like a big head game for her just watching those watching the girls coming up seeing those heats and if they're if the waves are pumping and there's some big high scoring heats I reckon she will get get a bit nervous and it'll come down to like 
starting a heat with a good one rather than if you I feel like if you go out and you're like doing telling yourself it's going to be good you go through all your process and whatever and then you fuck up your first wave then I reckon that'll eat her up like mm. I, I think it'll come down to the start of the first heat and if she if she gets a good good first one I reckon she'll be pretty well really hard to beat and then yeah I reckon if she she stumbles at the start it might be might get a bit scary for her. Mm. You wonder if she had a choice in the matter whether she'd opt to surf uh, in, in Tyler's place, you know, instead of that last place. And, uh, yeah, just, just get her feet in the wax a bit earlier, remove some of that expectation mm. and pressure because the world is going to be watching for that chink in her armour, that glitch. For sure. And she knows they're watching. And oh, yeah. once it sets in, I mean, we've seen the best in the world cave into the yips. Uh, lest we forget Greg Norman's run at the uh, <sighs> at the Masters all those years ago. But Ian Baker Finch, there's a few that, oh, uh, yeah. you know, golf's kind of the, the home of the yips, isn't it? It is, it is. But, um, you know, this this panel, uh, like Pauline was telling me just before we, we came in here, Smithy, that she lost the world title in the last 30 seconds of the year once. Like, I mean, you were able to use that to your advantage and win a world title after that. Um, like clearly Carissa has been to the top of this tree so many times. She's the most winning. Like her and Felipe have closed out more finals than all their opposition put together. So they know how to do it. Yeah, what, what, what's, what was your experience of that like? Like how actually deeply wounding was it and did it manifest itself later in your career when you were going for these world titles? Um, it hurts and it and it, yeah, it takes months to get over. I remember um, just being devastated for so long, and then just to find that strength to build yourself back up. You know, like I look at Carissa, and when you say she's won five world titles, you know, I look at her surfing and think she's deserved a lot more world titles. But because of the way they changed the format, um, you know, I'm sure that's chewing at her as well. So, um, you know, if I was her, I probably wouldn't be down there watching the event the whole day. I'd come down just like, you know, 40 minutes before the f mm. before your heat. So you could watch it long enough to know what the waves are going to be like without all that tiring hype around you all day long. Mm. Yeah. Something they could experiment with uh, in the future, the WSL. I mean, if you finish the season that far ahead on points, maybe you do get the choice of where you want to surf in the day. I mean, mm. it seems counterintuitive for the, the world number one to surf earlier in the day and be at a disadvantage. But ultimately, when it comes to surfing, yeah. uh, you know, you, you'd rather be in the water and working your way into a bit of rhythm as opposed to having to, like you said, Pauline, sit there and absorb that pressure mm. and hype and watch someone else catch fire. Oh, that is or, awful. Or like some other advantage. So you get to choose which board your opponent rides <laughs> or you get to wax their board up. Yeah. Or <laughs> I'll go with the... Which, uh, which way you put their Jeff McQuaid uh, laser zap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just a little interesting sidebar that um, Ronnie mentioned to me the other day, Smivy, that if um, if we were running on the old format, Chris would already be world champion this year. Well, I know, sorry, Tyler was uh, really close. Thinks she finished the season 200 points behind. But, you know, if there were no finals and that last event was the last event, Chris would be world champ. And she, and, and that means she would have been world champ last year as well. And her and Steph would have been equal on seven world titles each. So Ouch. that is history just getting turned on this new format, you know? And um, you would have had, imagine it next year, those two queens level on world titles, the greatest of all time ever, going at it in a full world title year. You reckon that's what happened to ELO? A little uh, mystery envelope of anthrax sent from somewhere in Hawaii? <laughs> 
And we haven't heard from, heard, of him, heard from him since. Uh, maybe, mate. I'm not sure. Apparently, there's an interview that's just dropped. Is that right? Mm, but stay tuned. Stay tuned for that one. Uh, yeah. Morgs? Um... Oh, what about uh, Rossi's role in this, mate? Like, uh, you're really, really close with Mitchell Ross. Um, he's in Rissa's corner. What do you think he can bring to uh, help her overcome those potential yips? Oh, no, maybe it's similar to Kingy. Like, hear them crickets, crickets at six, crickets at six. <laughs> <laughs> fire up, fire yeah. up. But, nah, um, I don't know if... Yeah, it's it's a tough like position to be in. I feel like no matter how like mentally prepared you are, when you step down there for your first heat, um, and you're in the lead, and you got somebody that could be, I don't know, four heats down, just on fire, you kind of probably going to be tripping no matter what. And um, I don't know. I feel, I feel like if I was her opposition and I was coming up against her, I'd just be giving her so much heat at the start, just trying to get in her head. Like like it's, it feels like it's it would be kind of easy. Like, you should have seven easy. world titles. You're getting old. <laughs> You're getting old. <laughs> Hear that cricket. Hey, mate, seriously, like the world champs, like who have those multiple, they've often heard getting a bit like that person has no respect. Remember when yeah. um, I think like Gabe did it to Micro once, you know, like 10 years he's senior and on tour for 14 years and he's going, he's got no respect. He doesn't respect my world titles. And like sometimes the way to rattle world champs like John John we saw with Zeke and all, you know, is to just play that gamesmanship. Like mm. go in there and just go, you know what? Fucking put it's it on. Fucking world title on the line. Get right up underneath this person. And it works, man. Yeah. And for, I would say for someone like Carissa, it would be such a rattle to paddle out there thinking I'm going to surf for a world title. And have someone just up your rashy. If you do it for the first 10 minutes, you probably gotta, could potentially have a number for the next 40 or whatever it is. Like the next two heats, it's, um, I don't know, it'd be pretty intense. Like you paddle out and then whoever you verse and just hassles the shit out of you and just goes, you're mine. Like, and it happened last year. And I'm not, I'm not sure in the first one, I think Tatiana nearly got her too. Yeah. Like she was one. She fell off that end turn on that last wave and that would have been the title, right? Yeah, that that's correct? exactly right. Exactly. Yep. So, like, it's just clearly a bit of noise getting in there. So, I don't know. You could go one heat, a hectic hassle for 10 minutes, and then for the next one just go sit at uppers. Or <laughs> 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 just play mind games till you, you're actually just you're sitting on the beach watching the heat going, hang on a minute, you're up this, up this uppers, isn't working. And then you're on the beach after that, clapping up, and then you're sitting next to it. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Oh, you want me to strategies. wax up your board? Want me to wax up hey, I've got, got to ask while we got you guys here, best gamesmanship you ever – did you ever try and employ any in your career, Naughty? Get up under someone's grill? Oh, all the time. With- I remember um, – just Frida Zamba, she used to always like looking at her husband all the time, just seeing what to do. And so I'd sit right on her. So basically my leg touching her leg mm. in the water and she's just like thinking, what the fuck? What are you doing? And then she's like looking at, trying to look at her husband, but I'm like right there. In the line of sight. Yeah, Rocket. totally. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at? What are you looking at? Who's on the beach? <laughs> yeah, so she used to hate that. Oh, and, uh, that's so good. I just good. found that that was something good to rattle her a bit. What about you, Willie? Any uh, secret weapons or, or people you knew you could ruffle? Um, no, not really. I was, I just tried to do backhand rigors. <laughs> you were very good at it. I got fucked up by bead though. One heat, I was like coming off food poisoning, and he knew I, uh, in Brazil. 
and he knew I was sick and he just came out and just like sat on, like hassled the fuck out wow. of me. And I was just like, what are you doing? Like, Mate, that alone. is dangerous, sitting on someone with yeah. a nasty <laughs> bout of dysentery. <laughs> <Shit on> you. <laughs> Get more than you ask for there. Wow. Um, yeah. but it, like, it, I was like, what are you doing? And he just like rode me like so gnarly. And then we like after the heat, he came in and he's like, I'm sorry. Like I just, I knew you were sick. And I knew this is a way that I could just beat you. Fuck you, mate! I'll tell you what, North Australia. Eh? Mm. I feel like a ruthless. Say if somebody's just been absolute fuck with you, just going, "What are you doing, dude? Like, leave me alone." But mm. oh, another um, thing I was just thinking of actually is um, Chris is obviously going to be so. If it's pumping, she's probably yeah. You know, she's like mm. probably going to be the one to beat, but. Kingy's definitely going to know how to ruffle some feathers and he's just going to be in Tyler's ear just going, sit on her. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he will, eh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's like so gnarly in that kind of aspect, like strategy-wise. So I feel like, yeah, he could be the difference now. He's so like well kind of cultured in world titles. He's been to the finals since the start. But, yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, all the coaches, uh, every single competitor in the in the women's uh, Rippy was finals has an Aussie coach, and they're all rippers, mate. Mm, they grit all merchants, yeah, grit Rossi's merchants. Front side, signature Jesus pizza sick. slice, yeah, pizza toss. He's unbelievable, <laughs> but um, far out. That's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, on to the men. Let's go on to the men. You guys ready for that? On to the men. Number five, Jack Robinson, the dark horse, the rain man coming from deep. The cup is overflowing of self-belief after that clash of the Titans at Chopes, mm. uh, getting the job done over his training partner, top five rival, and his coach's son, Yago mm. Dora, followed by Medina in the final. That was a win that decided the final five spot. He's got nerves of steel. He was gone. And a talent with still untapped potential, in my opinion. I, I kind of get the, the feeling we still haven't seen the best from him and he's got more to offer yep. us. Uh, yeah, it kind of reminds me of a mix between the Irons brothers and, and Dane Reynolds with a little sprinkling of Marzo, just the, the kind of new angles and mm. new lines he's able to conjure on the fly mm. in a rashy. Um, spoke to him this morning and, yeah, you know, in that typical – he's in that scary frame of mind. Uh, his competitors – will be really worried about Jack because it, it, it's he's in a very happy, positive place uh, compared to last year where he was a bit a little bit burnt out, a little bit worn out. Mm. Um, and, and it's all about just getting the best out of himself and who he's surfing against is irrelevant at this point. So um, mm. th- that's a scary headspace when he's able to fully get into that present moment, that flow state. Uh, he, he looks like... No other surfer or, or athlete I, I can really remember when he mm. strikes that sweet spot of focus and drive. He's just a, a different a different species. Mm. So, uh, yeah, he, he's in good form. He's kind of the X factor, um, the joker in the pack in ways. And, yeah, I mean, the run in, pretty awful back half of the year, uh, plagued by injury. The, the, the knee at Bells being the major one. But mm. then there was, uh, there was rumors of another injury in there too, yeah. uh, a second injury. So he had... Uh, three seventeenths, a fifth, and then a first at Chopes. On paper, you'd say no chance, but uh, yeah, there's no way I can rule this guy out. He's a wizard and the one guy in the field where, yeah, you feel like he's, he's still got more to show us. Oh, 100%. I, I couldn't agree more that he's got more to show us because the, the surf on tour, since he's been competing, has not been to the standard that he truly excels in. You know, like he, 
you, you look, think of Jack Robbo and you're going, just give me pipeline, give me chopes, give me. Uh, we got to see him at flawless J Bay against Ethan, and that was that was the closest thing we saw to real waves of truth on tour. And he was uh, he has been nothing short of mind boggling, boggling, bogglingly impressive, mate. Like, and so. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think uh, he's actually built momentum nicely out of that, that sort of period of uh, injury. He had uh, a couple of other personal things going on, you know. He uh, found out he was going to be a dad. And uh, all these sorts of things are going to sort of affect your sense of being when you're a, a cosmic traveler like, like Robbo. But he's built beautifully. He's back in that winning frame of mind. And... Um, I really feel like he could do it. I feel like he could go all the way. In fact, uh, the 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 dream heat that I want to see, which we'll talk about later, is him and Ethan. Because um, you know, as Australian, that's what I want to see the most. But yeah, he is so impressive, man. And um, yeah, gosh, I don't know. What do you what do you make of uh, Robbo, Pauline? I just feel sorry for him that he had an injury this year because he was so on fire at the beginning. Wasn't and he? Oh. Just to see him come back still so strong and he's just got something really special about his mindset he um he just totally believes like like no other definitely and um it just shows in his surfing he just every he just surfs so confidently and just makes it look easy and um seeing him come back and seeing him win Tahiti I feel like it's just the start and like he's definitely going to be very scary at trestles, absolutely. What do you make of him, the vortex shaman, Willie? Yeah, I feel like if he if he gets in his little zone and just fucking hovers his way through to the final, <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's he's so deadly. He's um obviously his strengths are, are big tubes, but then he's shown that he can match anyone with the calves. Got sick punts. Got like. Yeah, it does draw a lot of different lines. So I think if he gets like a good good lead up to it and is feeling good, he's definitely deadly out there on those rights. Like he can mix up mid wave punt. Like yeah. I think um he's uh he's pretty good. <laughs> his faith in himself, like and his confidence in his mindset to keep believing when there's literally thirteen seconds on the clock is almost without peer. Like, Medina is really the only guy I can think of who has that sort of mental aptitude of just rock-solid impenetrability. Mm, that self-assuredness is on another level. And, I mean, we saw it at, at the Chopes event. There was so much on the line, so much pressure. It was such a an unlikely result for him to pull off, given his run of form. And he just iced it. Mm. And, you know, when he won, there was no great show of emotion uh, it was as if, like, yeah, he's like, yeah, why are you surprised? Like, I believed. Mm. Why, you didn't believe? Like, so, yeah, I mean, he's he's a rare being, eh? Yeah. He's a rare bird, Jacko. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what he's capable of. He does seem like he's building just an absolute head of steam and he's kind of in that position that Steph was in last year where, mm. uh, you know, he has that ability to get on insane roles. We know as well, you know, the stamina, the fitness thing's not going to bother him. We know he surfs for six and eight hours at a time, with a sip of water and a cup of beans. <laughs> um, so he, he paddles into wee too, right? He doesn't like weeing in his wetsuit. That's that's something oh, I right, heard just once. Holds on to the, the leader. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. believe in it. I, 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 extra I, I, ballast. Yeah, I, 
Well, I was thinking it might have more to do with just uh, keeping the energy of the ocean nice and pure around him. That's oh, yeah. why paddling out with uh, one of those crook guts, a la Wilco on the yeah, beat, just lose could, energy could all be the way the to go. Yeah. You're surfing the box solo and you're just going, I don't really want to piss out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, that might be a way to get into his head, though, if you go up and just drop a little aqua in next to him. <laughs> <laughs> it hates people's heads, I reckon. Uh, you know, Morgs, um, you must be so impressed by the, the strength of his mental game. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. And... um. I know, I'll just touch on some. I was speaking to somebody, I forget who it was, could have been Rossi, I don't know. Um, and we were talking about the final five, and I personally, I don't like froth it. But um, I think the really cool thing is um, with Jack's injury in there, if he didn't get injured, probably would have maybe won Margs like he did the year before and then come in healthy into El Salv and the wave pool. He'd probably be sitting on top of the rankings, saying he's not too far behind right now anyway. So I think that's cool that he gets another shot at winning the title, even though like he probably could have if everything went his way this year. Um, so I think that's cool. And I oh, know his his mental games skits. I think um, getting in there with um, Leandro has helped a lot. Um, he's he's such a cool guy, and um, I don't know. I feel yeah, it's, he's just tapped like some of the stuff he's doing, tapping into a new realm. Um, feel like him and Griff have like touched into that similar setup and doing crazy breathing before heats you just kind of like chips you out a little bit and but i don't know that's working for him and i don't know he's killing it at the moment so yeah hopefully he goes all the way it must be pretty rattling going into the locker room and there's this guy just hoffing and puffing and puffing <laughs> and he's levitating a few inches off the ground yeah. you're like oh geez i'm up against it here oh man yeah his prep just seems so i mean it's fanning-esque in, in some ways like you know mick could just Turned the brain off. The head noise disappeared. His uh, commitment to his routines and his physicality was literally to the second perfect so that he was always peaking when he really needed to. And it feels like Jack has that with a little bit more of a, a spiritual tilt. Like uh, there's, there's something, there's some other force that he is genuinely going, you know, Tapping into when he is doing all the pre-stuff. Smimi is Oh, the maestro of microdosing. It's not out of the question. I mean, I, I did check the uh, the WADA or the USADA guidelines Nothing? and it's not on the list. Oh. So tap in if you're listening, Robbo. But, uh, I mean, full, full respect and uh, plaudits to his support crew. Yep. Leandro Dora, as you met, a guy we've had on the show. You know, And he has that real purity, that intensity to him, that honesty, Leandro. And, and you know that that really gels with Jack. Um, you know, he's got just wall-to-wall call lords in his crew. Mm. Leandro, Bemi, an old Q warrior. He's been there. He's done all the bad shit. He's done all the good shit. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, his wife, Julia, you know, she's been really involved in, in Jack's performances and career in a way that you kind of don't see that often with the partners being like a, he's, she's basically his corner man. Oh, or, man. Or corner like, woman. Yeah. And speaking to him this morning, uh, you know, She's pregnant. Um, she had the baby in the channel, bobbing up and down there mm. at Chopes. And, and that's a, a don't underestimate that as a just some trippy force that he's tapping yep. into. Like it, it's got him in a place of happiness and uh, just optimism that's just, man, it, it, it screams world title to me. He's obviously got to come from really deep to pull it. Mm-hmm. But man, if anyone can do it, it's him. And I'd be, uh, yeah, he's my value bet for sure. Awesome, yeah. Uh, the last sort of partnership that rings a bell on the same level is uh, Monica Parkinson and Joel. Like they just, they seem to just constantly be 
like I don't what whatever she was bringing to his world title campaigns was absolutely massive and probably not really discussed a whole lot. But he was very generous about saying, you know, like this is this is huge. There was a photo of um, Parko in that two thousand and nine year, um, which will flick up for the um, the YouTube. But it's a shot with uh, Joel when he'd lost three in a row and Mick had won three in a row. And it's just Monica holding, cradling his head in, in this sort of competitor's area at Mandaka. And you just go, wow, like, there's there's that support when the times are, are good. But there's, when it's, like, diabolically bad, far out, that can be such a strength. And you just know that Julia's been, in that little flat period through this year, the same sort of reassuring presence for uh, Robbo. I thought you were going to say uh, Lane and Ken Bradshaw of the walkie-talkies there. very, very good. Julie doesn't need a walkie-talkie. <laughs> she just screams like a banshee. And uh, Jack was saying that gives him energy. So, Sick. yeah, that, that, that's – I mean, how cool is that? Like, that is ha- cool. Having a wife who's just dead set, belting it out, like, take his fucking head off! <laughs> <laughs> the, and, uh, the real test is next year when, she's, when he's got a – Baby crying, not getting any sleep, Ooh. and then it'll be fucked. Take your fucking <laughs> <laughs> Fall off tour. Yeah. Get in no. here and change this, Slappy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, just quickly on his final five form, obviously he was there last year, didn't perform well, um, and it was, you know, a proper melt, you'd, you'd say, really. Uh, mm. He was not impressed by his own performance, but put it down to just fatigue and exhaustion and, uh, you know, not, not getting the preparation right. Um, and in, in the heat, yeah, he just couldn't get started. He let Italo build a, a really solid total of half a dozen frontside air revs on those less mm. into that air wind. Um, so that's that's not going to be an issue for him this year. There's not going to be any goofy footers just going ham on those horseshoe lefts into the breeze. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think that he's going to be far more primed for this go-round. Yep. I, uh, I think that... You're dead right. I, I feel like maybe uh, the lesson that he takes away from last year as well is like just surf a bit. Like I know he's quite patient and he'll wait for good waves, but he, he sat around for a long time at the start of that last one and he was really waiting for waves that would just put Italo to bed. And I just felt like, uh, you know, when you reflect on it, you kind of go, man, like as all of us surf fans did, we're going to just – Go surfing, man. Like, just go surfing because uh, as much as you can have those strategies, like, surely you can sometimes overthink it. And Zen yeah, like, six footer in. You've got to, like, you've got to at some point flick the switch on a plan B. Yeah. And I think last year he, he really let his opponents get into his head. He was yeah. thinking a lot about who he was up against. And, yeah. and this year that's not a consideration. Nah, so, for sure. Interesting. Number four. Number four, Jao Chianka, the Brazilian head-snapping, body-talking yeah. rail and slab specialist. Yeah, he just continues to surprise people with mm. his power and accuracy and that kind of ultra-stylish, although not for everyone, frontside rail game. Um, yeah, all natural footers in this draw. You'd expect mostly rights at Trestles. Uh, maybe Felipe Griffin will, will chance their hand at a, a couple of big backside rotors. Yep. But, yeah, um, I feel like, He's definitely the real underdog in this pack. I don't think many people have given him a chance, but you'd be mad, mad to count him out. I mean, he's kept uh, he's kept the momentum and flow going from his Challenger mm. Series campaign pretty much the whole way through to now being in, in the top five. Um, so he, he's heat and battle-hardened. 
and yeah, he's, he's got a Hail Mary in him too, the, this grit merchant. So I think he is the underdog. Um, he's running look, an unbelievable start to the year, but he's tapered off at the back end mm. with nothing better than a ninth place finish. So he's not in form, Jiao. He's a long shot, uh, and it's a wave that does suit him, Trestles, but... I wouldn't say it suits him in comparison to the rest of the field. Yeah, it's interesting what you were just saying about, you know, how long he's been on for. Well, he went bananas in the Changers, and then uh, he's kept that running right through into this year. And, and even you were saying, like, there's a bit of an advantage when you qualify and uh, everyone else has had a big off-season, and you come straight from there with all this <clears throat> good form and you're steamrolling. And, uh, and Zhao, on top of all that energy surfs so hard and so all out, all in, 100% all the time. And, I'm, like, it reminds me of, uh, like, that scene in Chopper where the guy's slicing his ear and he's just going, don't just slice it, rip into it, hack into it, go out again. And then, uh, that's kind of how he surfs. Like, he's just constantly going. Like, I call him rip your dick off Chanka because mm. that's, like, you expect the bits to fly off him, he's going that hard. And um, I just wonder whether he's got the stamina. To, to keep it rolling, like, oh. I was watching his warm-up surfs at Trestles. Uh, he was testing new boards with um, Britt Merrick. And, mate, fuck, I, I was going, I feel like a nap after watching him surf. <laughs> you he were ripping your dick ballistic. off. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the size of his chiropractor? <laughs> oh. He's six foot seven and his name's Zvendik. Oh, I'd love to get your take on this guy because, you know, he, he is exciting. He fully charges. I couldn't believe it when he, he copped a, a last-place finish at Chopes. Um, but yeah, this is, he's got the, and if he, if he can maintain the energy, he could properly like, yeah, cause a few upsets. It's funny when you explain him, cause when I watch him surfing, I think the same thing. I, he just like flaps so hard and just always pushing it. You think his arms are going to just go flying off. Mm. He's just got so much energy. Or dick. <laughs> Vortic. Or dick. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he's he's amazing. Like just from like coming from nowhere and and doing as well as he has, I think he's going to be definitely a threat. Uh, I'm sure his fitness level will be way up there, especially he's frothing that much. But um, I think he's going to have more of a chance if it's a bit bigger. He seems mm. to do really well in the bigger waves. So if it's a bit small and sloppy, um, he'll have his work cut out from a bit more. I think. Mm. Bit bigger at Trestles is just not in his wheelhouse for advantage, though. When you look at his opposition, it's just kind of, you know, like, yeah. I, do, I feel like the where he really steps up and he gets the nod is is at Pipeline and Chopu and those heavy reefs because he is a madman. Interesting, uh, you know, the kind of surfing that's going to win this final. Like last year, it's mostly on the face, isn't it? Oh yeah, which kind of gives him more of a hope. Maybe than than otherwise, like uh, you know, he can rip and tear the bag out of it as good as anyone on tour in head high rights. Mm. Um, you know, Toledo Griffin. Obviously, if these guys are on, uh, he's probably not a chance. But Frick, man, he's a he's a battle hardened competitor who's going to get up inside the Rashi, and uh, you know he's going to be putting up solid sevens. Like like a, a pair of sevens is almost a guarantee, I feel like, for yeah. Jiao, just with the amount of waves he catches and the tenacity and, and pure grit of the man. Mm. So, yeah, uh, it does kind of – the more I think about it and I think about the brand of surfing that, that's likely to win this, it, it suits him a bit more than, than maybe we're giving him credit for. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, I think he's shown kind of that Cronulla grit <laughs> you were talking about. <laughs> Uh, coming off like getting on tour, 
absolutely ripping and getting knocked off could have just been like, all right, fuck this. Like, that's not my thing. And then he's just brought it back and been so, so strong this year. Um, but, yeah, like, his surfing does suit it. But in saying that, the three guys ahead of him are the three best guys on head high right-handers in the world. There's mm. no real denying that. So it's like him and Jack Robbo, like, if it was at Chopes, they'd be the favourites. But Trestles, it's pretty fucking hard to to think that any of the three guys ahead of them are going to have too much trouble. Especially with the way the judging's been going this year. Like, it's all about those top three guys. Yeah. Um, the rewards have been for on-the-face carving. Uh, it caused a big stink with the Brazilians at one point during the year. But other than a couple of little... Sort of, uh, I would call them reactionary kind of baubles where, you know, Yago gets a, a near-perfect score for a backside air at J-Bay, which weird like scratching your head over that one a bit. But, um, yeah, you're right. It does seem like the top three are the guys who have been judged for the best on the face surfing all year. What do you make of Jow, Morgie? Um, yeah, he's a true grit Merchant, as Smithy was saying, uh, I feel like he's just improved so much, and he puts in so much um, effort. And I know I, I agree. Like um, him and Jack, like if I was going to pipe, like everybody else would just be going, "Fuck, we, we're toast here." And um, I know, yeah, I feel like him and Jack would both just really wish that the tour was uh, back six years ago and they mm-hmm. go on a cloudy pipe and jokes and then all the in-between like France and whatnot um but yeah I don't know like he's so gnarly and he's gonna be ripping I feel like I'm with you he's gonna if it's small and a bit jumbled up he's gonna be pretty gnarly just because he's gonna be working into his waves and getting it done like proper getting mm. it done showing some grit out there mm. so that'll be good to see Number three. Number three, we've got Ethan Ewing, the style master, the man of the magical biomechanics. I mean, if you could dream up a, a slice and dice signature rail game to be your own across the entire history of surfing, I'm going with Ewing. Ah, uh, yeah, it's current, it's AI, it's fanning 2.0, mesmerizing stuff, but he's carrying a serious back injury, although there's Kind of some conjecture about the severity of it. Mm. I mean, I don't know too much about an L3 and an L4 fracture of the vertebrae, but judging by some of the surfing he's, he, that's just dropped, yeah. it's not bothering him too much. No, we just got a text uh, as we sat down. Actually, the, the crew came in and they, uh, they'd already seen the post and then we, we sit down to record this and Paco message comes up, 2012 world champ. See the wave of Ethan at Lowers this morning, WTF. Ripping! Um, yeah, it's kind of just classic hewing, isn't it? Like, we know nothing about the guy. Uh, he rarely sort of opens up in any sort of, I don't know, vulnerable way uh, in terms of, uh, you know, his life, who he is, what he gets up to, anything like that. And this injury goes down, and it's just like batting down the hatches. Not a single leak. Nothing uh, came out. And... I was talking to our crew at Billabong going, hey, give us a heads up. Like, what's the deal here? And they were going, mate, we got no idea. We really don't know. But I'm sure the people who needed to know knew what was going on. And uh, fair enough, we see this clip drop this morning and, oh, man, oh, man, the uh, 
the fractured back has done some remarkable fusing in the last uh, couple of weeks, three three weeks or so. Smithy. Mm. Yeah, it's impressive. Uh, what do you make of you know Ethan's return to form from this injury? Do you have any insights into the nature of his injury? I don't know if you guys have had any serious back injuries or, or, or even known someone who has. But yeah, it seems like you know, given the the brand of surfing that's going to be required to win this event, that he, he should be a, a rank outsider. Man, that spine is going to get squeezed and tweaked and mm. torqued yep. in every kind of direction. Pauline, thoughts? Naughty gave him uh, some some health tips. Might even be responsible for the miraculous healing. Well, that's right. And you've actually, you know, surfed your way to a world title, battling uh, crippling arthritis. You, you know what it's like to surf in pain. What is that experience like? It, it, are injuries sometimes uh, a help in just in the the sense of like that's what your mind's on, and and, and you're less concerned with the results? Like, yeah, what is that experience like? I suppose depending what it is, sometimes it's a good distraction because you're so worried about getting well that all the stress of going for the world titles, like, you know, sort of set way back. But um, I just find that when anyone has any injuries or anything like that, I'm very quick to be in the background and just give some positive messages or just any little thing that I think I might know. And um, quite a few wise people have told me all about Comfrey Comfrey leaves and how good they heal. So I sent him a message just telling him about that. He said thanks whether he took it on. Whether that's the miracle cure of the back, I don't know. But um, bit of I Northern have... Rivers miracle paste <laughs> never goes astray in any world title campaign, Vaughan. Oh, Shane Haran. Oh, mate, I'm not. If I've if I've got Pauline in my inbox giving me health advice, you know I'm I'm tapping into that. <laughs> oh, mate, she's been through the war. She knows oh, a thing or two about battling. Yeah, so it was nice to um give that feedback whether he took it on or not I don't know but I was told that back in the day it's what they used to have in the old war bags was always a bit of comfrey so it's pretty amazing stuff mm. yeah I'm back in that big yeah, time so I, I, just before they went over the trenches they rubbed a bit around their neck and face and <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh, I think that's uh, one hand on the trophy if he brings it home Pauline for you I'm, uh, I'm back in these uh, the North Coast Miracle Paste she's going to be drinking out of that thing at the next nudge nudge <laughs> wink wink <laughs> Oh, how good. Uh, Willie, Ethan. Um, Yeah, I'm a fucking huge Ethan fan. Mm. Yes, everyone is. But um, yeah, and I do think, uh, obviously, I don't know how bad his injury is or how much pain he's in, but I know that surfing with an injury or surfing when you're sick, often like in a heat does kind of, you simplify your plan. You, you lose that like frothing little grom want to catch every wave or try punt or do whatever like you're like all right i'm in pain i've got to just fucking catch two waves make them count so i don't have to fucking waste my time mm. and it does it works a lot of the time um so i reckon it could it could work in ethan's fav- favor just to like surf smart heats stick to what he's good at and just fucking dominate mm. <laughs> you know um Parker was saying it just the other day, uh, beware the wounded warrior, always. But, Morgs, one of your most famous heat wins, you are in hospital getting treatment, you know, the night before. So, uh, yeah, do, do you agree with that? You kind of, it does just it's completely erase a lot of head noise. Yeah, 100%. Just like, I don't know, keep it simple on the wave. Like, What was your injury, by the way? Was, was uh, that a back or I'd was like, that a... Uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, snap me back. <laughs> <laughs> back and broken. You, you got like did a little shorey flutter and yeah, it's like 
we had like three days off and then I did like a floater on this left as so well, picked up that day and then um, the backwash just hit my board up and uh, I just put a minor fracture on my little toe and I don't <laughs> it fucking hurt, but like it was pretty mellow and I just, I, I didn't know if it was broken or anything. Like I felt like my toe like kind of touched like my foot when I did and I was like, fuck, I just snapped my foot, but it was actually mellow and then the doctor was just gave me heaps of painkillers <laughs> and uh, I was good to go and yeah, I don't know, it felt like maybe the painkillers helped me a little bit and then also just blocked out a bit of the mental just battle, just, yeah, and um, keep it simple, like just do a couple snaps, a couple the front two. side snaps and... Yeah. yeah. You talk about Newcastle grit. I mean, this kid stubbed his toe and there he is winning the next heat. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. The two great Australian comeback stories of all time. Steph Gilmore from five to one. Morgie getting back in the water. Defeating John John with a fractured toe. A pinky, no less. <laughs> and a the broken pinky nail. Broken pinky. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Mate, uh, yeah, okay. So um, Ethan's back. Uh, what, what, are you, what are you expecting from him in this in this? This lead up because uh, I think he's getting 60 grand just to turn up. Uh, so it's good motivation to, to get on a plane, even if you're back. He's completely fucked. Mm. Oh, he's in business class as we speak yep. going over there. He's, yep. t- he's actually told the, uh, the the pilot that just just go past LAX. Mm. Let's go to fucking Oregon first, then kick it back. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, how, how likely is it where a scenario pops up where he's got, you know, first of all, he's got to take on Jow or Jack. And then if he gets through that, he's got to take on Griffin at home. Far out, man. I mean, it is a pretty stacked field. And like, does, is there a point where if it's not being simplified and you're not sticking to your game where that injury starts to throb on you, where you're starting to feel it sort of mid-heat if it's not going your way? Like when Cal beat Cabby, <laughs> Gabby at uh, Brazil, he was going, fuck, he's busted. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You get chaired up the beach. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe Gab- you did it. Gabby got the heat, up the beach. <laughs> you were strapped to a chalkboard. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Been so embarrassed that you just find an injury so that you could get stretched off. <laughs> uh, nah. Well, yeah, Ethan. I mean, uh, we all know what he's capable of. I, I think pound. Like people say. Pound for pound, Felipe's the most powerful surfer in the world in that sort of surf, but I don't think anyone holds a candle to Ethan, the way he destructs waves or yep. deconstructs them. And he's run in uh, an incredible year, really. Blistering form at the back end in particular. Two runner-ups uh, and a semi at the Goat Pool uh, to go of his win at Bells earlier on. Tahiti was a disaster for him, obviously, mm. injuring himself in the lead-up. And, yeah, just a, a big question mark over his fitness and whether that will limit him. The final five, he's been here before, Vaughan lost to Italo last year, just got dudded by the conditions, really. Uh, couldn't get a read on the lineup, couldn't buy a set, mm. and still only narrowly lost to Italo uh, in a heat that was really decided by who managed to find a set with some wall on it. Mm. So, uh, I mean, if the conditions come to the party, fuck, mate. I mean, yeah, getting done in those circumstances to Italo in, in such a narrow margin suggests, yeah, if he just gets a bit more of the rub in the cons... He's on. Oh, I'm so nervous about the conditions. Uh, everyone I've spoken to is just like, good little swell before the window, not a whole lot after. So <laughs> That's been the story of yeah. the past three years. Just fucking bring it forward. Stop being so cumbersome. <laughs> the whole year they need to bring Bash-ish. it a week forward everywhere, don't they? 
Yeah. Mate, madness, madness. Anyway, oh, bit nerve wracking. Can't Eve. Yeah. Can't Eve. Come on. Give us something, Huey, you dog, eh? Yeah, dog. Number two. Uh, number two, Griffin Colapinto, the local kid, the Oming, Super Grom, come of age. Yeah, no one knows the way better, and no one is in a better position to win this world title than this guy. Uh, his surfing is so perfectly suited to this wave. He surfs the way he does because of this wave, mm-hmm. uh, and he'll have a big crew on the beach, banging the pots and pans, I hope, revving him up. Uh, yeah, he's just got to keep a, a lid on the emotion, Vaughn, I would say. Keep his composure and surf at his absolute best, and he'll be close to unstoppable here. His run-in hasn't managed better than a ninth in his past three events, so uh, yeah, he's n- not what you'd say is red hot, that's mm. for sure. Uh, but he did begin the back half with a bang, winning the goat pool and getting second in El Salvador. He's got to rediscover some of that form as he heads into his hometown. Mm. Potential victory lap. Wow. I just can't even imagine what it must be like to be a young Californian superstar with a real shot at a world title. Like California, man, they've just they've thrown money. They've, they've had the, the talent. They just can't find the closer. Like Reynolds is... Arguably one of the greatest surfers who has ever stepped foot on a surfboard, but just lost interest in the tour. Um, you know, they haven't had a world champ in the men since Tom Curran. That's crazy. And he's the only Californian world champ ever. Um, I think throwing it's, money. It's madness. Like the energy going into him and Katie is going to be so intense, man. And yeah, can he, fu- can he use it? Or is it going to crush him? Like, he seems like he's in a really good headspace. I feel like the wave and his talent will allow him to match any kind of Hail Mary moment that Philippe or, you know, Ethan or whoever comes from below him. Um, he, he will have an X-factor turn for that wave that no one else will have. Guaranteed. Like, some sort of secret weapon. But he is... The guy that I think a lot of people are looking at and going, this guy can do it. This guy can beat Phil. Like, if Phil's close to unbackable, then Griff is the guy who has the highest winning percentages in terms of, like, just pure belief and wanting it so bad. So, yeah, it's it's set up, like, fucking crazy. Whew, I don't know. I don't know. Griffin, he's just definitely, like, a different surfer from the year before and the year before that where he had near misses and... Missed the, the WSL finals by a single heat to Kanoa. He, he's watched it twice now. Had to sit there and and be a part of the day. Like, he's not, not there. So, you know, he's going to hit the ground running big time. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, he's a very emotional person. So, if he can keep his emotions in check, he'll be absolutely amazing. And I, I think, like you said, He's going to be busting out some manoeuvres just to, like, really entertain the crowd. He loves entertaining. It's going to be all his mates there. And um, I reckon he's just going to be the biggest frothing grom and just go off. And the 2% crew uh, have had a blinder of a year. Like, they have really tapped into a collective energy. And as the captain of that, like, there's Kolohe, but then there's, there's Griff as the absolute peak surfer of that cluster. You know, he'll be feeding on their energy. Like, they'll be giving him, like, a, a real proper, like, ramp up into this thing. It's like all that energy will amount to nothing if he can't surf on field. If he can't tap into his subconscious and mm. stay present, uh, he just will not unlock that supernatural 
X factor. I, mm. I, I hope that he can, yeah, just ex- occupy that Jack Robinson frame of mind and stay in the moment. And I think that far out, man, a final with him and Philippe will be so oh. fucking mind melting. The brand of surfing going on. Mm. Wilco, Morks. No, nah, I reckon Griff, like winning the wave pool, shows that he's just like a head high right hander. He's fucking unbelievable on. And um, growing up there, like he'll have that wave so dialed. It'll be, I think, the problem for him is Ethan and Philippe. <laughs> mm. Like he is unbelievable, but they're also unbelievable. The top three are just like so so gnarly at that wave so it's just going to be like i feel like that there's going to be so many nines and it's going to come down to like tiny little things which he has that little x factor a little he he has a tricky x factor more so than ethan but then i think ethan's got that a lot more power than him Mm. and then philippe has like a a little speed factor that uh griffin doesn't have but then griffin has like something that that uh, Philippe doesn't have. So it's like, yeah, I think the l- those last couple of heats are just going to be fucking awesome. Jeez, oh, it gets you pumped. Like just just really breaking down this this sort of run into the pointy end of, of the ratings and who's there and what they've got in their back pocket and what they can bring out against each other. <sighs> Starting to feel it, man. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, what, what do you reckon there, Morgs? Like, Yeah, I, th- I think like, I know with the Aussies when you're at home, like you're kind of like trying to act all cool or like, but in California, like I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I know that Griff's just going to be feeding off it. He's going to be frothing, like all all of his mates are going to be around him and I don't know. The, they love the butter. Yeah, they, they love the butter, really bro. do. Like they're frothing, like all the boys, they're just going cheehoo on the beach. <laughs> like it's radical and they just, they, I don't know, they feed off it so well. Mm. And um, I don't know, I feel like also like the two percent crew of the year that they've had like cold back-to-back wins and all the other like cross has been doing so well and Cade and jet they're all absolutely killing it so it's kind of like feels like the ball's in their court and mm. um like maddie was saying just um like griff's x factor as well like you don't really i feel like with felipe or ether or whatever you kind of like they're going to do – you kind of know their brand of surf and what they're going to do, but when Griff goes near the lip, like, you don't know really where he's going to go. Like, tail slide, air, big carve. It's kind of like a bit of X factor, like mm. Andy or something, I guess. So, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, he could be the one to beat. But like Wilco said, Ethan Ethan Felipe, I don't know. It's just, it's just so red hot. It's going to be sick. He's got Matty McConaughey down on the beach. Still. <laughs> down there too. Yeah, he's full on. He's uh, he's spirit warrior. Like he's Is that right? 100%. Wow, a couple of fellow spirit warriors that's, telepathically communicating. That's the guy who got him into journaling and sharing all his thoughts Are with you the yeah, me? 100%. He's one of his coaches is Matthew McConaughey, the uh, Oscar-winning actor. Mm, yeah, no, nothing better than having a paid professional fraud in your corners <laughs> going to take on the world's best athletes. <sighs> he seems tapped into me. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he'll have you believe that being an Academy Award winning yeah, fake. Well, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on to our number one, Vaughn. Yep. Number one. Philippe Toledo. Will it be two-time Toledo? Back-to-back world titles. Do we dare to dream from a Shane Haran spec mentally undulating bridesmaid to back-to-back world champion? Mm. I mean, uh, far out. It, it's... 
it's a tantalising prospect. It's one I wouldn't have believed if you had told me three years ago, uh, or yeah, when he was going up against Medina. I just thought like, yeah, this is the end for Toledo. He just didn't seem to uh, have the mental fortitude. There was an air of fragility Mm. to him. He'd already come through the ringer of depression, a, a kind of an inexplicable one. There's ne- never really reasons given for his slump mentally. We, we know he has that in him, a, a little bit of a, yeah, a, an emotional or, or mental instability. And it seems to me that that's what's ultimately going decide, to decide who wins this event is mm. th- those three surfers, Ewing, Griffin and Toledo at the top end, you know, it's so hard to split them. It's going to be who can maintain their composure and stay in that present moment and, and surf on feel and love the pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so can he do it? Yeah, I mean, geez, it's it's interesting. Uh, ultimately, yes, he can. Interestingly, in the lead up, man, uh, to see that his dad Ricardo has come out on a podcast. Oh, I could not believe the timing of mm. this. I just thought, like, dude, this is now's not the fucking time. Uh, he's come out on a podcast <laughs> and addressed his son's failure to perform at Chopes. Yeah, uh, he spoke well, Ricardo. Like, didn't put a foot out of place, yep. but. Geez, it just didn't seem like the time to be having this kind of conversation right on the eve of his son uh, taking to the water to contest a world title. We're, we're discussing the, the the future of Puckett Field and the asterisks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, here's what Ricardo had to say on it, just to just to get it right there verbatim. The yep. truth is that he is afraid of hitting the coral bottom. That is the fear he has of hitting himself there and really hurting himself and suffering an irreversible injury. It's something that stays in his head. He's already surfed big Waimea and Pipeline. He doesn't have the know-how like John John has, like Medina has or Italo has acquired over the years. It is something that we know, but at no time does it detract from the quality of athlete that he is. Mm. Well, that's debatable in a lot of people's minds uh, until he gets a win at solid chopes or even, you know, going left at pipe and showing his medal in waves of mortal coniquence. Mm-hmm. There will be a puckered anus floating <laughs> above him, an asterisk, if you will. Um, yeah. And, yeah. The corn, mate. The puckered corn. The puckered corn. Uh, interesting, too. He, he also weighed in on the debate about whether Medina should take Ewing's place. I thought I could see why he did because mm. the idea of Medina coming in at the expense of either – uh, of Ewing and, and maybe in Jack Robbo's position. Yeah, that struck some fear into him. And you could tell, this is what he had to say. There was all this buzz. If Ethan isn't going to make it, Gabriel has to come in. Obviously, I really wanted Gabriel, John, John, Yago, everyone to be in the finals. But man, they surfed all year. They had 10 chances to win the points needed to be in the finals. And they didn't. And then because of the other being third, 20,000 points ahead, he gets hurt and they still have a chance to enter. I don't think it's fair. I think that if you didn't get the necessary score to play in the finals, you don't get to be there. And uh, Vaughn, that's a pretty hot topic. Uh, I guess it's it's a moot point now that, that Ethan's in the mm. draw. But yeah, there's there's a bit of distraction. There's a lot. Heading into this. There's a lot of just flies buzzing around your head, isn't it? And uh, the, 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 the Medina one is like, I totally get the logic of what he's saying. And I was actually like, when I first read that, I went, yeah, yeah, fair enough. But then I was thinking about it, that's nonsense. Like if you get injured through the year or whatever, you know, like of course someone else is going to leapfrog you and take your spot. And it's it's called the final five. That's what it's actually called. And that's what it should be. I don't think that there's any real hassle there, but yeah, moot point. But then I got a feeling that maybe the Ricardo podcast might've been intentional because 
I was trying to get in contact with Felipe's people and try and get an interview with him. And it was kind of like shutdown town because I think they just didn't want to have any questions about his performances at Chopes two years in a row. And then, you know, also qualifying for the Olympics, which is coming up at Chopes. And that's a so big conversation, much, that one. So much Chopes oh. chatter as you're trying to prepare for a three foot day at Trestles. And all it's doing is eroding your confidence and eroding your sense of what you're achieving. In reality, Felipe, this has been the worst year for waves in so long. Felipe is the best surfer in the world and has been for a long time in shit surf. Like, he is the rightful, unbackable favourite. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if his, his uh, you know, his corner or his uh, coaching staff, support team, just said, let's get this convo out there. Let's just, like, address it somewhere where it's a safe space for us. Ricardo can do the talking. And uh, we'll just address it, and then it's done, and we can just get on with it. And um, one thing about Felipe is that last year he had a fairly – embarrassing campaign at Chopes, you know, especially that heat with Hogg and Slater where they were just doing laps of him, screaming their guts out, pulling in, getting blown into the channel and Philippe was just sitting there like a, a priority buoy and um, he went to Trestles unfazed, you know, he just didn't give a shit. He was like, fucking, I'm, that's part of my job, this is part of my job and I'll just do the job and I think that's what Ricardo's alluding to at the tail end there where he goes, it doesn't detract from the athlete is because in his mind he's going... In this surf, I'm unbeatable. And uh, they're just trying to keep that, like, force field of belief around him yeah. and just don't let that Chopes convo come near That's him. it. Keep those asterisks, keep those pocket yeah, corns well, well out away. of the force field. Well away. No one wants pocket corn anywhere near him. Pauline, any thoughts on uh, Philippe Toledo and, uh, and his sort of role into this one? I think... Um in relation to Chopu, yes, he doesn't have a reputation for surfing big waves, but if I was in his position and I was going for a world title, I wouldn't be putting it all on the line for Chopes either because at the end of the day, he might, you know, if he goes for it, maybe in Chopu, but at the end of the day, what's bigger, winning Chopu or winning a world title? No fear of the puckered corn though, Pauline. <laughs> the asterisks. <laughs> the dreaded asterisks. <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, I think he's been surfing absolutely amazing this year and – well and truly deserving of the world title, but um, we'll just see what happens. Can I ask you a question? Um, there was a surfer on tour in your time named Kylie Webb who really famously didn't like big surf. And, and we're not talking even mortal Kona Queen Smithy. We're talking like anything over about three foot. Yeah, she was terrible. Such a great surfer, like a really good surfer, won a lot of big events. How was her reputation on tour with the other women who would see her succeed and be up the top of the ratings when it came to that sort of surf? Was it I, I think upon? a lot of them felt sorry for her. Yeah, right. That she was so scared to paddle out. But I think as far as the women were concerned about our reputation and, and the sport, we would prefer if she didn't show up because mm. it looked really bad for the women that someone's not paddling out. And But um, Kylie, you, Kylie was always a big partier and I think that was half her problem was – you know, if you're out partying all the time, it's going to be pretty hard to get your confidence if you're not getting to bed till six o'clock in the morning and your heat's at seven. That'll do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's interesting, yeah, because I, I don't know if uh, anyone feels too sorry for Phil. I wouldn't say there's much empathy there from anyone else on tour. Do you? 
Uh, Morgs, did you feel sorry for Phil when he wasn't getting waves against? Don't feel sorry. No. <laughs> um, I mean, everyone gets scared. Uh, yeah. That's a fact of life. But if you're a world champion, like, is there an obligation to yeah. send it over the ledge? There's pocket corn. Pocket corn. Pocket unrinsed. corn everywhere. Tins unrinsed. of pocket corn. Oh, unrinsed pocket corn. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I, I still think, though, that he's... It's not like he's just good in shit waves. He's fucking good in... Everything. Yeah. Eight foot J-Bay. He's the best or one of the best out there. Like, it's not just shit little waves that he's the best at now. No. So I don't think, like, even though his corn is a bit puckered... <laughs> <laughs> it's one wave and it's a fucking scary wave like he, sh- he should give it a go but mm. he's kind of right like the consequences are fucking real like you go out there he can't take off like john can gets injured doesn't win a world title mm. mate like i i see where he's coming from it is that's scary as shit yeah, yeah and, and i talk from my perspective i used to surf at huge waves at sunset and you know, surf pretty much all the conditions, but there was something about Chopu that made me shake in my shoes. Mm. I was always really nervous out there. I knew that it was very easy to hit the reef. And we surfed on a small day and I did one turn on the outside and thought, oh, I really need to get this second turn in to get through the heat. I do the second turn and then I look down and the reef's totally dry. And lucky, I don't know where it came from, but there was a tiny little ledge that I managed to get my board on and quickly jump off the back of the, bo- back of the wave. And the board went straight in the reef and broke in half. Mm. And so I'm like, there's so much consequence out there. Mm. Yeah, and it, it does kick off a further really uncomfortable conversation for Philippe, which is whether he should take up that spot mm. for the Brazilian team at the Olympics, given it's going to be held at Chopes. I mean, this is the flow-on of Ricardo having this public yeah. uh, statement. And it's just not oh. the time or place, oh. is it? It's awful. Yeah. There's a, there's a little whiff of backfiring about this, and that backfire has come as a result the pocket corn. That's right, mate. Mm. Just releasing a little backfire. Uh, yeah, final five. Obviously, he's been there twice. Uh, he's been in the, the best of three surf off both times, losing out to Medina the first time around when Medina was in full Michael Jordan mode, had mm. the earring, had the supermodel wife, sticking backflips, <laughs> basically confetti guns going off behind him <laughs> as he rode out of that thing. Uh, yeah, I mean... Has showed plenty of grit to, to come back the very next year and get the win, narrowly edging Italo out in, in both heats. And, yeah, he had plenty of work to do to get past Italo mm. last year. Uh, it was a really impressive show of mental fortitude, focus, and, of course, that committed, primal brand of surfing. Um, yeah, I think that was the making of Philippe Toledo, that world title win last year. I think if he doesn't win that... He just disappears mm. in, into the abyss. Uh, he gets that win, and as a result, he's been out and out the best surfer in the world uh, for the past two years mm. going. I mean, this year, freak, man. He absolutely got to the final five in a canter, 8,000 points ahead of his nearest rival. Mm. So, yeah, in, in incredible yeah. form. Um, there's, not, there's, there's nothing to dislike about his surfing either. It's just this one little sort of thing that people love to grab onto because we all know absolute units who – you know, uh, carting bricks around during the week and then paddling out on 12-footers to out of bombies and riding 5.820s on these sort of slabs. And it just, I guess it, it just ruffles feathers when someone getting paid that much coin who rips that hard doesn't send it. And it's, it's kind of besides the point in some ways because you can only surf what you're given. 
when you're in that Rashi. And this year they were giving shit. And I mean, you look at Ethan, it's a classic example of why it's really not worth going there and getting good at chopes. He goes there, yep. uh, tries to perform in the lead up when it is maxing, breaks his back. And now he's going to be in a very similar yeah. situation to Philippe when they head back there. It'll and be interesting to was see. Philippe will actually walk around going, told you so, told you so, anyone, anyone, <laughs> told you so, told you so. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's our it. top five men and women's. Magic. Right, well, thanks very much for coming in. It's uh, an esteemed panel. So frothing to have your insights, uh, especially the Chihuahua on Morgzy's lap. Well done. Um, yeah, we're going to do a few predictions here. Um, and Because, and, you know, it's been a dogger's year. The forecast isn't looking great. Like, will this comp somehow be the miracle end that we forget all of our, like, you know, the negatives and all the backroom scandals and all the crappy, unwatchable heats, and we can just go, yes, let's sink ourselves into it. Um, only time will tell. But we're going to ask you guys uh, a couple of questions. And first of all, uh, and I think you'll start this one off, Smithy, the dream heat. Like, if you can see one heat in this event, men's or women's, that you just cannot wait to see, which what's it going to be? For me and the women's, uh, it'd have to be a Molly Pickles, Carissa Moore, uh, what do you call it, final three, yeah. surf off. Uh, yeah, the plucky new school upstart with plenty of going her up against the stalwart, the matriarch, the queen bee, uh, a real clash of the generations. And, and you know Molly's going to go at her and put her under pressure. And mm. we know that that's Carissa's chink. So it'll be very interesting to see how she handles that. Um, you know, I, I love Molly's pedigree coming from North Shelley there. And it's just, you know, the Seni Coast, it's, it's battler country. Mm. Uh, it's no bullshit, blue collar like fucking give it to her, go at her. Uh, you know that's going to be the talk in her corner. And that's, ex you know, Carissa couldn't be di more different to that. You know, a diplomatic, super kind, friendly, mm. happy chick, uh, indisputed, undisputed in her greatness. That's going to be incredible. In the men's, I, I think a Jack Robbo versus Philippe Toledo, uh, surf off in the final. Uh, again, you know, when Jack reaches his happy place, when the chakras align and his energy conjuring uh, reaches full vibration. Yeah, he's just an untold, untapped talent. It, it's so exciting mm. to watch a surfer produce the kind of lines and angles and uh, turns that, yeah, and, until that moment, you didn't even know were possible. So mm. they're mine too. Sick. Um, you guys? Is there a I actually think the same. Molly and Carissa will be absolutely amazing. And um, Molly's just got that such amazing hunger that, she will be just absolutely throwing everything down and it's nice to see also the new blood come through. So um She's got a bit of a throwback to your generation, Molly. Like yeah, she could totally. have fit on tour back in your day where it was just fully like, you know, doing it for nothing but the passion because you sure weren't getting any well, you weren't getting two hundred grand if you yeah, win the exactly. world title. Well that's what I said to my partner Sam. I said, Oh, Sometimes Molly makes me think of me. Like, she's just yeah. got that real, oh. fucking, I'm going to go out there and beat them all. I really want it. She's got, just got that. And that's what you want. That's what you want from, a, from an Australian sportswoman. Yeah. Uh, you, you want that kind. That's how we perform. That's how we, we play sport. It, it's a go full ball, rip in, put them under the pump, shake hands at the end of it. But, man, ain't no friends yeah. in a final five. And what a compliment, though, for Molly. Pauline saying, you know, I see a little bit of myself in that. Oh, man, I'm really putting that on my wall. She's the grit merchant. She She's is the, the grit queen merchant. of the grit. Mate. No pocket corns around here. No way. Pure grit. 
Willie, uh, is there a heat there that, that you like the look of? Or uh, uh, I think on the on the women's side, that first heat um, is kind of is the one I'm most excited for. I've seen seen Tyler and I've seen um, Carissa. I know what they're going to bring, but yeah, that first heat, I feel like on such a big stage, two kind of fresh, exciting girls that don't really know what we're going to get, mm. but we know they're going to be ripping. But you don't know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one too, man. One. I actually love that the whole day is going to f- kick off with two complete game changers in the water, flaring, and uh, it's an old rivalry too. Australia versus the uh, the Seppos. Seppos, soft cock, wankers. Hope you get the like wanker, fuck. Uh, Morgie? Um... Smithy's just staring at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think um, – I, I actually have no idea. They're all going to be pretty sick, but I guess like Molly, Carissa or Katie, Carissa, like somebody coming from deep, like mm. just to see like how the pressure goes. I feel like Carissa and Felipe are definitely going to be the ones to beat. That just so gnarly. Um, but it would be sick to see one of those two younger girls get to the final and just give her something like – Something to think about. Um, that'd be epic. And then in the men's, I don't, I don't even know. Like, mate, it's Ethan Philippe, so surely. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm all about a Robbo Ethan Heat. Yeah, I, the be reason loose. being is that these two guys are not your average knockabout larrikin Australians. They, they are full cosmic warriors. Both yeah. of them, like Ethan, taps something super earthy, super like low key. It's coming from a place of like, I don't know, it's like that old, it's almost like a bit of Queensland origin, that kind of like thing that you, they always talk about. But Sucking mangoes, yeah. spitting teeth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas like, uh, you know, Robbo's like a fucking comet. He's flying across the universe in 50 different realms at once. <laughs> everywhere. What is it? Everything, everywhere, all at once. That's Robbo. So yeah. you've got completely different guys, but both being Australian, both bringing a whole new fucking attitude and... I don't know, like a, a whole new fucking what an Australian surfer, what it means, can be viewed through a whole different prism through both these guys. So I love the idea of them going head to head. And, you know, it just means we got an Aussie in the final too. Yeah. yeah. It's a, but how can you laugh? I feel like I'm going to be split in two oh, watching that. It's going to be sick, mate. deeply unpleasant. Yeah. I'm going to be split in two like T-1000 in Terminator. <laughs> yeah. Sick into the stomach it'll watching so one fun. of my beloveds go down. Yeah, yeah, it'll be hard, but, you know. I think um, Griff Eath would be pretty tapped as well. Like, two young lads yeah. just, like, top of their game, kind of like rail surfing's next level in kind of head high waves. That'd be pretty entertaining to watch. Yeah. Just, like, they're going to be going bang for bang. I mean, it's a salivating prospect, this uh, Final Five showdown. Like, I mean, as, as much as people love to hate on it, now that we're here, fuck, yeah, I it's good, wait. It? It's Are good. you kidding me? Where are you watching it, you guys? Are you going to uh, set the alarms, get up early, drink some mushroom tea, maybe have a few <laughs> whiskeys and milk? What, what are you, how are you going to do it? Yeah, better we, beers? We normally invite beers? a couple of mates over and all watch together. Yep. Yeah, what's it like? You get up, what time? I can't remember what it was last time. We had to set the alarm. I remember had to set the alarm. I need to move it to Indo. Move it to fucking Indo. Anywhere else. Good waves, good time. Like Mm. everyone can watch around the world. Everybody wants to watch. Mm. Packing cones at Greenbush and then going to Macca's later on in the Arbor. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Brother. Wow. What what about you, Willie? Where are you going to watch it at? I don't really have a plan yet, but I I remember last year I was 
fuck, I felt like I was so hungover the next day because I'd woken up at like 1 a.m. Mm. or something to watch it. And I just sat and drank fucking tea all night. <laughs> and the whole day I was like a fucking zombie. And it wasn't even. Mm. It, it wasn't it's hard to know what so. strategy to take in it this is. final five it showdown, is. is it? Is it? Is it? Do you stay up late? Or do you, you know, get on the espressos, balance it out with a little bit of horse tranquilizer, some <laughs> CBD oil. <laughs> you try and set the alarm and wake up yeah. and, you know, just go the red eye, just pinch them apart some yeah. paper clips and strap in. Mate, and it's, it's, it's hard to no, know. No, it's, it's, we get stitched here as one of the great, you know, lovers of surf competition. This country is getting ringed oh, again. Oh, what's new? Again. Typical American centrism, yeah. just the little underdog who's dominating the day getting stiffed. It's a fucking disgrace. Mate, uh, let's wrap this by uh, picking oh, – I've got two things, actually. Best wave, I think Griffin will probably get a 10. I don't know if he'll win the world title, but I can see him getting a 10 at, at home and uh, pulling off something, you know, unseen. But I kind of feel like I'm going to back in Ethan for the win. I'm backing in Ethan and I'm backing in Tyler. I'm going 100% Australian, Smithy. I can't cop this sitting on the fence or uh, betting with you. Betting with your mind or your, your, the logic, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm a sports lover, mate. I want to see people fucking ripping in. I want to see the miracle. And I reckon Ethan and T-Double bring it home for Australia. Fly that flag. Count the tillies. Feed off that energy. Best wave for me. I'm calling a 987 for the Vortex Shaman uh, featuring new lines, explosive, unpredictable finners, some savage down calves, mm-hmm. and just all-round wizardry. He's also my value bet and, and my dark horse. So I think he's going to take this out. I think he's going to warm up with just putting Zhao, rip your dick off, chunker, yep, yep. to the sword. He'll cut his dick off. He'll cut his <laughs> nose off. He'll cut his fucking head off. And uh, from then, it's going to be all she wrote. He'll be fucking, I don't know, just blowing Ethan's back out. Uh, I mean, that's not the best turn of phrase, but you know what I mean. And uh, yeah, from that point on, Griffin, you know, the, the mental gymnastics, yeah. he's just going to go off the freaking the pummel horse and yep. land straight in his spine. The mental gymnastics are just going to oh, be yeah. catastrophic yeah, yep, yep. for Griffin. And then two-time Toledo, he's going to be back in the doldrums of his baby formula addiction, <laughs> deep in depression. And uh, you can just count on an absolute melting. Uh, the Vortex Shaman to reign supreme. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Love that run through. What about you guys? Uh, who's going to get the best wave? Who's going to win the world titles? Um, I think Katie will get the best wave and do some some crazy, amazing turn. Uh, I probably think Carissa will win, but I really want Molly to win. Mm. And in the guys, I have to say Ethan. His surfing has just been impressing me all year and... Just his rail game is absolutely phenomenal. And I think he'll rise off that hospital bed to holding the trophy. And he's got a secret weapon. Pauline's secret rainbow region. Oh, a bit of comfrey. Bone paste. Here we go. Uh, no, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, if I, if I could pick a winner, like, I'd love to see Molly win. That would just be so cool. Willie? Um, I want... Molly and Ethan to win. <laughs> Either Molly Molly and Ethan or Ethan and Tyler is my prediction. Um, and I reckon Philippe will get a 10. But Ethan's going to just be dropping high nines all day long. That's it. Oh. That one's pretty on it, I reckon. I feel like that. that's a huge possibility. I feel like... Um, I think one of the girls is going to drop one of the high score, the high mm. score of the day, like Katie or maybe, maybe Carissa. Carissa's 
oh, no, you can't really count her out. She's going to be three big calves. It's like, that's a 10 nearly. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Ethan and T-Dub as well. Aussies. And where are you going to be watching it, Morks? We didn't get that from you. Uh I don't know. It depends what... Um, Are you inviting us over? Yeah. I reckon. Depends <laughs> yeah, what day really, of the week we'll, it we'll is. We'll head down really. to Wardell, get a bunch of uh, Wardell pies. Crap up, crack open the truckies toothpaste and uh, <laughs> rip right in, eh? A couple of duck and mushrooms for the morning. Uh, it's been unreal to have you guys on. Thanks so much for sharing all the wisdom. Uh, big thanks to Rip Curl and Better Beer here on the set. And uh, far out, bring it on. The Rip Curl WSL finals. They're only days away and... Uh, Come on, Australia, for goodness sakes, bring it home. Give something to cheer for. Take them out. <laughs> on you, guys. Enjoy. Competition surfing. Rashies. <laughs>